1: I'm Major Jackson, and this is The Slowdown. This week, we're doing something special. We're exploring poetry in all of its forms with kids who write, rhyme, and sing about their lives. Our co-host today is Dorete. She's 13 years old, and she loves to get bubble tea after school with her best friend, Tira. That's
0: smart. I got mango yesterday. Peach. Hi, could I please get a mm, peach bubble tea with extra bubbles?
1: I've never had bubble tea, but the way Dorete described it made it sound delicious.
0: Satisfactory bubbles at the bottom of an ocean of sugar.
1: (laughs) And her descriptive powers didn't stop there. Here's how she described Tira's laugh.
0: Okay, alpaca... Moose, cat, and pigeon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know my laugh was a coup. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a little moment. It's a, it's a nice symphony of animals.
1: Their friendship started a few years ago at a march against climate change in New York City.
0: And I remember thinking that you were really cool because you had your buns, and you had your different colored braces. And I was like, oh, one day I'm going to get braces. Looking back, that was extremely naive. I hate braces, I have them now. Um, your mom has also always been sweet to me. Mm-hmm. So having that little thing, I think, helped I think, like, as well. The black girl and black girl bond also. And I think <laughs> finding someone who was a black girl, but also adopted, adopted from Ethiopia, Ethiopia is, Yeah. Cause like, Getting to become friends with someone who was, I feel like that was something I cherish, and I will cherish. Just, you know, being able to share anything, even if it's just a drink, it's like, oh, yay, somebody, you know, somebody values me in this way.
1: I was so touched by the story of their friendship, I couldn't wait to chat with Dorete myself. Welcome to the studio, Durete.
0: Thank you, Major. It's lovely to be here.
1: So I loved hearing about your friendship with Tara. And clearly, you have a wonderful gift for language. When did you first get into poetry?
0: I first got into poetry in first
1: grade. Do you remember what your early poetry was about?
0: Yes, in second grade, I think actually second grade was one of my hardest years, I was kind of going through an identity crisis. Like, I chopped off all my hair. I think I started wanting to be like my brother. And I also started hanging out with all of the guys in my grade. I wasn't feeling very inspired, so I made a poem about a phoenix. What? And it was very short. And it was like, where did you go, phoenix? Like, bring me back my Kleenex.
1: That is a brilliant, brilliant rhyme. Kleenex and Phoenix. And when you read poetry, what are you looking for? What makes a good poem in your eyes?
0: I look for the voice in a poem. If it doesn't leave me feeling changed in a way, then I tend to lose interest.
1: That's what I love about poetry, too. We can step into other people's shoes. It's a lot like friendships when you know someone so well, right? You can almost imagine their thoughts. You mentioned that you and your friend met at a climate march, and it reminded me of a poem called Nowhere Else To Go by Linda Sue Park. Would you be open to reading it for us?
0: Sure. Here is Nowhere Else To Go by Linda Sue Park. Turn off the lights. Wear another layer. Sounds like a dad. Sounds like a mom. You say hand-me-down. I say retro, walk, bike, walk some more, recycle. See what I did there? Bike, recycle, your name in Sharpie on a good water bottle. Backpack, new habits. No thanks, don't need a bag. What else? Oh yeah, tell 10 friends who can tell 10 friends who can tell ten friends? Make enough noise, maybe the grown-ups will finally hear. The scream in the title.
1: That was such a good reading, Durete. Wonderful. So, what do you like about this poem, Durete?
0: Definitely the last line. Last line is great. It gives the voice that I'm looking for. And I think your name in Sharpie on a good water bottle, me and my brother have done that multiple times because it's kind of us marking our territory. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So the the last line points up to the title, which is quite powerful, right? Nowhere else to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Dorete, what does the title Nowhere Else to Go mean to you when you read the last line, the scream in the title? It
0: gives me this trap feeling. So the scream, I don't think it's a very happy scream. I think it's a scream of desperation Mm. and a scream, you know what? What's that? Maybe this is the earth.
1: That's speaking?
0: Yeah. Maybe this is the earth screaming, saying, I can't fix you guys. I cannot help myself. Because I'm too damaged. You guys need to help me. You guys need to walk. You need to bike. You need to walk some more. You need to recycle. This cannot come from me. Yeah.
1: I love that. You just personified planet Earth as speaking Mm -hmm. in this poem. That's quite powerful.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Since kids and teens are taking over the show this week, we've decided to play a different word game every episode. And today, we're playing
0: WordWise.
1: For this game, we're going to get three words. Two of them will be real words, and one will be fake. It'll be our job to figure out which one is the fake word pretending to be real. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense.
1: All right. Let's play. Our words are wabbit, pingledoo, and snickersnee. We've got to figure out which one isn't real. And wow, they're all wacky. Let's talk this out.
0: Okay. Wabbit. I'm thinking bolts or nut or something that helps a mechanical object.
1: I'm thinking a whale that looks like a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think pingledoo is?
0: Pingledoo? I'm going to go with pogo stick.
1: Very nice. Very nice. And snickersnee?
0: A foreign candy.
1: Ooh. I was thinking candy, too. But I was thinking it was a candy that made you sneeze.
0: Mm, Or snicker.
1: A snickersnee. So, which one isn't real? Wabbit? Pingledoo? Snickersnee.
0: I think that the imposter word is snickersnee.
1: (laughs) And I think the imposter word is pingo-doo. All right. Drum roll, please. The fake word is (gasps) pingo-doo.
0: That would make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get to know what they mean?
1: So... Here are the real definitions. Wabbit is defined as feeling very tired, weak, and not very healthy. So let's use it in a sentence.
0: I'm currently feeling wabbit because of the amount of work I have.
1: Oh. <laughs> Snickersnee is a noun and it is a large knife.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. And-
1: Okay, let's use that one in a sentence.
0: My, I wish my snee had a more intimidating name.
1: <laughs> Great work, Durete. Now, before I go get myself a passion fruit bubble tea, let's listen to our haiku of the day. We asked young poets around the country to send us their work, and we received this beautiful poem about the ocean, from Anna Dean in Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Wonderful deep blue, ecosystems to explore. Waves crash on the shore. Explore and shore, that's a rhyme that I adore.
1: That is so clever. Look at you. (laughs) That's it for our kids' poetry special. We had such a great time talking about poetry with these talented young folks. And we'd love to know what you thought of the special too. If you have a haiku you'd like to submit or feedback you'd like to share, please head to slowdownshow.org slash contact and send us your thoughts. This episode was produced by Rosie DuPont, Micah Kilbon, and Maria Wartell with help from Erica Krauss and Beth Perlman.
0: Our editor was Molly Bloom, with engineering by Josh Savageau. Original music was composed by Alexis Quadrado, with a remix by Mark Sanchez.
1: Beth Perlman is our executive producer, and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Gavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Benjamin Wiener and Asya Wadud.